Hello, Spotlight friends. Welcome to another episode of Ave Spotlight. Today, I am with my dear friend, Juliana Nett, who works for Life Team. Wow, wow, wow. Um, big deal, big deal. Thank you for being <laughs> here with us, Juliana. Um, Juliana is the events registration coordinator for Life Team. She is a busy lady, um, and she also has her hand in many other things. Um, she is multifaceted. And we have also been friends for many years, so I am just so honored to have her here for the first episode of our Ignite Sparking Faith in the Heart of Teens series. So I'm a little, you know, just a little excited to just be talking to a dear friend for the first episode of this series. So Juliana, I really hyped you up a lot. I set you a good table. So thank you for being here. Would you mind sharing a little bit about yourself for everyone listening? Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to have been asked to come on here. I've been listening to you for years, not only in person, but on this podcast. So I feel honored. Double blessed. Double Double blessed. blessed. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I am originally from Wisconsin. Go Pack Go. Green and gold. Woo. Yep. You got it. I'm so proud of you. (laughs) I moved down South a couple of years ago. I got the opportunity to work with Chanel at the Diocese of Orlando for a little while. And that was really great. Uh, We had a really great team. And now I am living in Atlanta, working for Life Team. And it's a really big blessing. Wow. Look at you, dude. You're doing it. And Juliana, so this series, I thought it would be great to have you on because, especially as a kickoff, because this series we're talking about how to spark faith in the hearts of teens. So we're talking about young adults who work in ministries that shape the faith of younger people, you know, specifically teens. And so I'd love to hear a little bit about what you're doing with Life Teen and what you've done with other ministries that you've been involved in, like Alive in You, and how those kind of events can shape the faith journeys of young people. But first, I'd love to start with, you know, I know you personally, you have been very impacted and shaped and formed by Catholic events for teens Mm -hmm. that you've been to. And I would love to hear um, just how they have impacted you and what kind of drives your passion to be involved in it as an adult. Yeah, that's a really great question. When I was younger, I was kind of bored in church because I did think it was fun. And I feel like I was never taught how to have a personal relationship with Jesus until I entered into like a life team program through my church. And then I also got the opportunity to go on different mission trips through Alive in You. And I think believe that those two things are like the single reason, not single reason because there's two things, but those are the two reasons that I have like a personal relationship with Jesus and actually care about wanting to lead other teens to Christ and why it's important and how that has impacted not only my mindset, but my relationship with others as well. Mm, I love that. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So I really didn't, I remember my first encounter, I think I was around like 12 years old with like actual exposed adoration at a big conference. And I was like, Whoa, my heart feels full for the first time. That's kind of crazy. Mm. And then through like, life teen and through going on mission trips with Alive in You. I also went to Catholic school. All of those things really helped shape my relationship with Christ. Mm. Oh my gosh. Well, I absolutely love that. And I, you know, and I'm wondering, I know that being younger and going to a big conference, 
you know, Jesus being exposed um, and bless the sacrament adoration. That's obviously very powerful. You have the music, you have the big everything. And so, you know, for you as a young person, can you bring us back to that moment and kind of, you know, what you were thinking? Because there's a lot of young people that might just be like, ah, I just don't really, I don't really want to go to this thing because maybe I have the opportunity to, but I don't really want to go because like, I just don't really think it's going to be impactful for me. Yeah. It just might be something where it's a lot of people in my space, you know, kind of scenario. But for you, I know I know your personality personally, um, and you have a personality <laughs> that lends itself uh, to being very extroverted and around a lot of people. <laughs> but uh, but can you bring us to that moment as a young person where you were thinking to yourself, okay, I'm at this conference, but Jesus is being exposed in the Blessed Sacrament and Adoration, and it doesn't feel like there's a million people here. Can you bring us to that moment? Yeah, absolutely. So it was my mom who made me go to the conference. I uh, really didn't want to go. A tale as old as time. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, Kath. Love you. <laughs> um, <laughs> but so I was homeschooled, but I was like in gymnastics and stuff. I was social, but I <laughs> I wasn't a weird homeschool kid and I'll die on that. <laughs> You're like, okay, <laughs> wait, let me caveat, caveat, caveat. Got it. <laughs> Exactly. Um, yeah. And she made me go with these other homeschool kids. And I was like, I don't know them. I don't hang out with them. So I was like, I don't want to go. She was like, hey, you're going. And I think I like got in trouble because I was a little sassy sometimes. Um, and she was like, oh, you're going. Um, and I was like, okay. Yeah. It was the strangest feeling going from being around like, I think there were probably like three to 5,000 people at this conference from what my 12 year old memory tells me. And then all of a sudden, just like seeing lights are out, but there's like one spotlight on the Eucharist and it just like turning towards my face and like my heart immediately felt full and as if I was the only one in the room Mm. and like all of like that different like hurt from the past in my childhood and like friendships um, and other like relationships just like didn't even matter anymore because I felt like loved and like my heart was being held together. Hmm. Wow. I absolutely, absolutely love that. How Jesus just really jumped into your life. Well, he's always been there, but just was really like, Hey, Juliana. So, and I love your receptivity in that moment. (laughs) What's up? And, you know, and I, I know that your heart is full and full of love, especially for young people in the ministries that you're involved in, that you give a lot of your time and a lot of your life to. And so I'd love to hear just a little bit about your experiences in different ministries that, you know, kind of lend themselves to teenage experiences. I know you have like many years of experience there. My first like favorite job that I had because before that I was like, work, gross. I'm a busser. I don't like this. There. <laughs> yeah. Um. But when we worked for Alive and You together and like I could be taken out the trash and like spaghetti is just like falling out of these bags. And I was like, okay, but I still love my job. Um, But when you're like focused, like when all those teens are there and like Mm. praise and worship is happening or there's a talk happening or in the rosary, whatever session we're in, it's just so worth it, especially like Mm. at the end of like a work week where they come back with like a completely different mindset and seeing their little relationships form and wanting to connect with you as an adult, because teens were really like make or 
or break you if you let them. <laughs> They're pretty cutthroat. <laughs> so yeah, it's just so beautiful to see those relationships. And in my current position, my former boss uh, would always say before our events is we're setting the stage for God to work, mm. which I really like. And like we, me and my coworkers still kind of carry forward that mindset when we're like preparing for an event and like trying to stay relevant to these teens, like as you grow older can be somewhat of a challenge. So like, I'll call mm. up my niece who's 14 and be like, Hey, is this cool? And she's <laughs> like, no. <laughs> she's like, yeah. God bless her. God bless her. God bless Anya. She's the coolest mm. teenager I know. <laughs> she is. Coolest person I know, honestly. But yeah, it's just, it's really beautiful. And like at every event, like sure, like the build up to an event can be really stressful or like group leaders aren't getting back to you. They're not doing their paperwork or whatever it is. But in the long run, I just like keep my eyes fixed on it's for the teams, no matter how like it can be like challenging or frustrating ahead of time. Once I'm like there in it, like in opening session or like in adoration, there's always a point in the event that it hits me where I'm like, where like, I feel like the Holy Spirit just kind of like hits me like a ton of bricks. And I'm like, ah, mm. this is why I do it. Okay. This is so beautiful. Oh, I love that. And I definitely, I definitely laugh in, in my mind because I think about all the times Juliana and I worked <laughs> together at a Catholic summer camp. It would be, yeah. you know, one o'clock in the morning and we would have to be up making sure that all the teens were in bed and then we'd have mm -hmm. to make them sandwiches for the next day and just be yep. <laughs> up at staff meetings. And it was just so draining, but something about it we felt this like huge adrenaline rush where we were there yeah. year after year after year to the Truly. point now where we have other jobs, but we'll still be like, all right, well, I got to like, take I'll a try week. to come for a couple days or a week. <laughs> I got to come yeah. for Yeah. Just to, just to support the vibe. Yes. So that's wonderful. I would love to hear from you um, as we're having this series, you know, we're going to talk to a lot of other people and their experiences as young people and then how it influences them and what kind of connection that they feel it it will build as well with young people now um, from their experiences when they were younger. So I would love to hear from you. What do you feel like your experience as a teen going to conferences, going to these events, going to these camps, how do you feel like it can help you connect with young people now? Yeah, that's great. I specifically, my favorite part of my summer was like going on mission trips um, mm. through Alive in You. And everyone was like, that's so lame. And I remember I had brought one of my friends then with me. She had wanted to come. And we got back to school and we were both in like, I think the same Spanish class or something. And teacher was like, what was the greatest part of your summer? Write it down. And she was like, oh, the mission trip. And one of our like classmates was like, that's so lame. We were like, okay, but it was like, it was so much fun. Mm. I've given like talks through different like life groups when I've been like a core member or like at, at camps and stuff. And I feel like they all come back to like, it may not seem cool. And your mm -hmm. friends at home, like they may end up like making fun of you or they may end up being intrigued. I think the biggest thing I've learned throughout the years is it's okay to be open about your faith. Like you don't have to like shove it down people's throats and be like, you mm. need to know the Lord because no <laughs> one 
wants to hear that from someone <laughs> that they don't really know very well. Got it. No proselytizing. Got it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but if you just like casually mention things, people are generally way more open about things. Sure, mm. there are those exceptions, but I a lot of times that stems, I mean, they're high schoolers, their hormones are going crazy, they're like insecure. So a lot of it can just stem from insecurity. So I think being secure in your faith, mm. I wish I would have learned that at a younger age because I was like kind of embarrassed. I was like, I can't post mm. on social media that I love Jesus. That's embarrassing. But I was like, but with my like church friends, I'll tell them. Mm. So I think the biggest takeaway for me is to just be open about it and it's okay. And it's something that I've like tried to communicate to teens um, throughout my adult life. Mm, Yes. And you are very much someone that a young person feels comfortable around because you have a very like you have for, for those that are listening, if you could see (laughs) Juliana, she's very bright. She has a very cheery personality she has a kind of vibe that, uh, you know, very much is uh, like warm and welcoming. So I, I feel like that's probably a good aesthetic to have um, when you're working with young people because it's, you know, they want to feel comfortable. And so that's perfect. Oh, for sure. And so, yeah. So I'm so glad that you're in the ministries that you're in and you're involved in everything that you're involved in. Thank you. And I would love to hear from you. What is one thing that as you speak about relevancy and kind of meeting the teens where they're at, which I think is really Mm -hmm. important, which we'll talk to more of our guests about uh, as we continue to interview. But for you kicking us off, I would love for you to kind of set the tone. What do you think has been the coolest thing that you've seen that has kind of brought teens closer to Jesus, maybe in an unexpected way. So I know that for Alive in You, there's lots of crazy things that happen during Alive in You days. You know, maybe the kids that are a little like, and don't really want to be there, then two hours later, they're ripping and worn and excited. So yeah, so, or maybe at Life Teen events, there might be kids that are like, oh, I just don't want to be involved. And then they go on three roller coasters, listen to 10 praise and worship songs. And <laughs> That's like, so true. So like, so like, what have you seen and what is kind of your favorite thing that you've been like, okay, these things are bringing children to God and helping them grow in their relationships with God and maybe a way that other people might not expect. Yeah. Okay. So mine is like more of like a tight fit thing. When I was living in Orlando, I was on a core team. What up, St. James? And she's also one of my good friends, the youth minister. Hey, Emily. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) And she was like, hey, I'm putting these sassy girls in your group. And I was like, ooh, as a recovering sassy girl, I'm excited. (laughs) So... And I really bonded with them because I have the TV interest of like a 14 year old. Mm-hmm. So I bonded with them over the show Outer Banks. And it was mm. cool because at first you could tell they were just trying to be too cool for school. And if teens are doing that, you know, it's great bribery. <laughs> Obvious Spotlight does not endorse that suggestion, <laughs> but sure. Yeah. <laughs> In this case, I mean, it was with chocolate and TV shows. Yeah. So I was like, so it got to a certain point once I like figured out their interests and we aligned in liking like the TV show Outer Mm. Banks. And I was like, hey, after we talk about this section, we can talk about episode one of the new season. And that really got them and they were excited. Mm. And then when I ultimately ended up moving up to Atlanta last year, they were 
very sad that I was moving and I Aww. do miss them. But it it was really beautiful to see them just like not caring, just being mm. sassy, like just trying to get laughs to like being invested. I don't think they really saw the shift that I did or expected that shift to happen of actually engaging through like different things that they like. Mm. I love that. And there really is something about as an adult, and I'm sure we'll hear this as a recurring theme, there's something about not being afraid to be embarrassed and not being afraid to be misperceived, especially by young people. Like you were saying earlier, they can be pretty cutthroat and teens can really get after it. Something that you're like, I didn't even know I was insecure about that. Don't worry. That teen already knows it. So so it's like, but I think as adults, there's this interesting thing of we have to stop being afraid of being misperceived and we have to stop being afraid of being embarrassed because you're going to be embarrassed. There's going to be things you don't know. Oh, yeah. And there's going to be things that you wear that probably aren't cool and phrases that you say that are a little like lame to them. Oh, for sure. But like you shared, there are things that you're like, oh, I know that young people are pretty into this. And so Mm -hmm. I can use this as leverage into the kind of the gateway of, hey, I'm evangelizing, but in a way that makes sense for you. So like, exactly. If you sit here and listen to this, then like, I will permit for us to talk about this other thing that you're more interested in. Yes. And then you're helping build a relationship that actually makes sense enough for people to feel like you can evangelize them. That makes a lot of sense. Exactly. Yeah. So it was, it was really beautiful and they didn't even see what was happening, but Mm. I was like, I am a mastermind. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. That's definitely how it works. You know, it's like they don't see that it's happening, but when it's accomplished and accomplished well, you just feel so good about it because you're like, Mm. I totally got you. For my last question for you, I would love to, to just know what are your hopes for teens in the future? Like, what are you hopeful for? What has something that has given you hope? And what is something that you're hopeful for in the future? Yeah, my hope for teens is that they will develop a personal relationship with Jesus rather than Mm -hmm. just like learning the history. I think learning the history is very important. But I think first and foremost, you have to have a relationship with someone in order Mm -hmm. to care about their history. So I'm hoping that they'll understand that and there will be like a shift in the church as a whole Mm. to invest in those relationships first and foremost, and then over time, give more insight into like the background as well. Mm. I love that. I love that. And that's so important. Forming a relationship with young people is so important. And for so many of us, that are listening, whether we're parents or we're involved in youth ministry or some other ministry with young people, or maybe we just know a teen um, in our own life, it's so important to take advantage of opportunities where there are things that are already set up for you. So if there is like a small conference or if there's a little camp or something, because it helps form a relationship in a way that you might not expect. As you're playing messy games at Life Teen Camp, kind of trudging through mud with your teens um, and then eating lunch together and playing soccer and et cetera, you are forming a relationship with that young person in a way that is opening them up in 
maybe them wanting to talk to you about what they're mm-hmm. experiencing and totally. what they're feeling and really just give things a chance. So it's so, so, so important. And and I love that you emphasize relationships so much. And it makes sense that you're in ministry because you definitely uh you have a have a good vibe, Juliana. And you are oh, thank you. such a yeah, you're such a blessing. And so for everyone listening, um, what would you recommend for people that are like, gosh, okay, I have some young people in my life. I might, you know, maybe taking them to mass first hangout isn't exactly gonna like win them over, but I might want to take them to something, you know, relevant, uh, cool, might want to show them something interesting, might want to take my youth group, suggest to my parish, et cetera, really get these teens invested in the faith in a way that is a little different. What would you recommend to someone listening that might want to know about, you know, what to do? Yeah, absolutely. That's a great question. I would start off with just like doing something fun together, like whether Mm. it be going to like Six Flags or maybe not that intense, like depending where you live, of course, but like just doing something fun, setting up an activity that like they would be interested in. And then over time, like building that up and talking about like Jesus and that whole hangout doesn't have to be like the entire time you're talking about Jesus, but definitely like setting the footstones there. And then over time being like, Hey, like, have you like ex- had an experience with the Eucharist? And then kind of building that relationship to eventually do- doing like, maybe like a mass and brunch after, and then like mm. a mass and yeah. Mm-hmm. And you then, are like, a girl for brunch. Yep. <laughs> you know, I am. <laughs> or maybe it's like a Super Bowl party. And mm. now you're getting the girls and the guys with that. If they like, there it, it but, is, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Word up to Taylor Swift. And there are girls like me who just like football. So that is true. That is true. You are an anomaly. So yes. So you like <laughs> Taylor Swift and football. You actually have a working know, knowledge, best a working knowledge worlds. of the sports. <laughs> yes. So yeah, it's a, you know, for everyone listening, you know, check out mini golf around you, bowling. Yeah. Uh, Juliana oh gosh, and I yeah. were talking about bowling Top right golf. before we started recording. Yeah. Top golf. Kids love that. Anything with food. Oh my gosh. Take them to a baseball game. Yeah. Oh yes. I used to take my kids to all the Avengers movies. Like Amazing. anytime those came yes. out. Those have nothing. I mean, redemption, I guess, like good versus evil. But I mean, really, like, I mean, pulling kind of straws there. But just it was so great to sit with the kids, eat some Sour Patch Kids. And then I saw kids that came to that movie that then started coming to youth group Mm -hmm. just because they knew that I had an investment in the things that they were invested in. And then all of a sudden we're going to camps together. We're going to, you know, we're going to theme parks. We're hanging out. And so it's just finding ways to be interested in the things that young people are interested in and not being afraid to be embarrassed because you're trying your best and uh, being vulnerable with them in that sense, because I promise you that they will love it. They'll love that you're being honest and that you're meeting them where you're at. Teens love hearing you like specifically just like make fun of yourself because they think you're more (laughs) relatable. (laughs) Yeah, they do. And they just see you as like, this is an adult that doesn't take themselves too seriously, which is the perfect adult for me to actually talk to. So, Mm -hmm. And who doesn't act like you know everything as well. I think that's like super important because no one, no one wants to hear someone who just acts like they know everything. I kind of just feel like at a certain point, you lose your credibility if it's not true. So it's okay to not know the answers to things too. Woo. Thank you for giving us permission. Whoa, (laughs) Whoa, that's a hard one. So, you know, 
thank you so much, Juliana. You are such a blessing. And I hope that for everyone listening, as we continue on with this series, you're inspired to really meet the young people around you where they are at and just find things for them to do that they are interested in that you can also be mutually interested in, even if not initially, but you'll get there. So I'm just, you know, so honored to have had you on today and um, and we're looking forward to talking with you again. Thanks so much for being with us. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. Thank you guys for listening and thank you so much to Juliana for being our guest. I hope that this conversation was inspiring to you, especially if you work with young people. Just please know that you are making a difference in their life and there are so many awesome opportunities to help facilitate an encounter with Jesus. We hope that this was inspiring. We're excited. I'm excited to speak with more people that work with teens and truly find out what it takes to ignite a spark in their hearts um, and move forward a relationship with Jesus Christ. So please pray for me. I'll be praying for you all. Talk to you soon. God bless.